All right. Welcome to Money Down Podcast, Episode 3, for the investor inside us all. I'm Zero Down Willis, here with our co-host, Big Money Bates. What's up? What's up, Willis, man? We're we're doing what we can to do today, you know? Dude, that intro, that little countdown made it feel legit. I mean, we're pros now, bro. This is Episode 3. I mean, come on now. Yeah, we're figuring this thing out. Cool, man. So you have no idea what we're talking about because I just put the show notes in like a few minutes ago. So let me update you while I update everybody else. Um, I have a new idea for the newest investment that I want to throw at you. And then HELOC update. And then any, I'm curious on your updates on your RV, if there's any changes And then we're going to probably, if we still got time, we're going to end with talking about some of the team that we're building. Yes. All right. We're big on team. We're big on team. Big on teams. All right. So let's start off. Newest investment idea. You ready for this? Let's let's hear it. I'm excited. (laughs) All right. So I'm looking at five to 10 acres of land and I'm wanting to put my own little tiny house on it. Okay, that allows me to free up my current house. Okay, my current house apparently can go for probably two thousand dollars a month. My rent. So, what that leads me though, it frees up the current house to be rented. But the question is, should I? If it was you, would you rent it through Airbnb so you don't have to move all your furniture out? Or would you do the big old yard sale, get rid of everything, and then rent out via property management company for yearly tenants? <clears throat> okay, so you're you're wanting to, in essence, downsize to a townie home, live on property. You would be the initial first property as you expand, and then rent your house out, uh, which at that rate, I'm just guessing, is going to be some sort of generated profit over your note yeah so the if you want to know the the net let's see the property manager i was talking to roughly 150 dollars, maybe a little more if i have them quarterly go through the property and make sure there's no damages so 150 off of the 2000 and then my notes 1363 so you know between well, 1563 right? minus 150 so it puts it at 487 roughly mm-hmm. that nets it's, it's not a ton of money but it could be completely passive if i do the property management right and, and, well and the thing about it is it doesn't have to be any profit right now um you mm-hmm. know it, well in my mind you don't need to the fact that you're making something is is great even if it was one dollar over expenses um, I mean, because of the rate of property and, you know, they're, you know, rental game is a bit of a, a, a long play to some extent. Um, all right. So your question, I'm trying to think, I got some other questions too, but. Um, Airbnb where it's short tenants for short periods, month at a time at the max. I would attempt to do a corporate structure. Um, and I don't know if you can do that with, Airbnb or not, but I would I would look at three to six month structures, particularly in this market. And I, I mean, I don't know what everybody knows about you and I, but my 
my my natural I say my natural business besides all these kind of passive passive businesses real estate specific so um, I see a huge need right now in our market for short time short term leasing uh, from three to six months while people are building their houses while they're moving mm. them from out of state yeah and whatever you think that two thousand is you could probably bump that by twenty twenty five percent more mm. about doing a short-term rate and furnishing it um so oh and furnishing it and yeah furnishing see that was the that's the issue right now is i don't want i got a bunch of just not junk but i call it junk because it like it weighs you down when you're trying to like down yeah, downsize yeah. right um and it costs a ton of money to move right well and then yeah not only move i mean if um put in perspective i moved my last move, I moved 2.5 miles down the road, and it cost me 2,000, yeah, 2,300 bucks to only mm -hmm. move the big stuff. Mm -hmm. that means, That's what I, I did for too. a few weeks. I was doing a trailer and a truckload at a time, right? Uh, to get all the the auxiliary items, if you will, to do. Now that that 2,300 was worth it, and the company did a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. and, my, um, and we had two kids, and there's reasons for why we chose that path, mm -hmm. but um, but. I mean, you're right. And then if you have to dispose of anything in our current climate um, in Rutherford County, if you um, keep that in mind, it's very, very hard to get rid of any sort of bulk trash. And I say mm. bulk trash or bulk waste, uh, mattresses, uh, couches, mm -hmm. anything like that. You, you have to pay to dispose of now. The convenience centers are not taking wow. those. So minimum disposal fee for an average truck bed right now is around 50 to 75 bucks. So, which isn't know, terrible, but no, not terrible. But you got to have the truck, you got to have mm -hmm. the trailer, and then you still got to haul it out to Jefferson Pike and dispose right. of it. So, and and that's cost. I mean, obviously, there's companies, and then add on top of that a corporate structure amount, right? Yeah. If I was you, I would consider at least in our climate of the market is short-term rental, three to six months at a time, mm. uh, fully furnished or as furnished as you can get it. Mm -hmm. and bump that 2000 all the way up to 2500 maybe um that's a really interesting idea i didn't even think about going that route i mean that's not even the airbnb at that point no you're it's just yeah it's private you're still yeah you're still doing a private rental three to six months i don't have to move my furniture out of my house either mm -hmm. just the belongings the personal leave, belongings leave that the we want. if you want to you know yeah okay i uh I like that new idea. I mean, you'll, Sweet. You'll need to inventory those items, right? So, um, and then they'll, they'll be, the agreement will look different than just a typical mm -hmm. um, um, landlord leasey mm -hmm. agreement because there'll be inventory items, conditions and stuff. But it, it's no big deal. I mean, it's a couple of addendums of paperwork. It's, it's not nothing Interesting. To, it's nothing to stay away from. All right. So move on, moving along. So HELOC update on my end. So <clears throat> I reached out to Ascend, and uh, one of the questions I had is like, because I will, I wanted to know, can I just go ahead and get the process going, and then get it done so I have access to it? Hmm. And two two things that she mentioned that I thought were interesting. One of them being you have closing costs, mm -hmm. and then two you have potentially an appraisal fee. She said, sometimes you can get away with, with not needing one. Um, and they, they said that, so if I, 
if I go ahead and start the process in like 30, 45 days, I have access to this equity. Regardless, if I use it, I have a monthly payment, a new monthly payment. And that's what she said. Because of the closing costs, she would roll it into a payment. So if I, unless I pay that, right? If I pay the five, $600, whatever it is, I forget the exact amount. And then if I pay for the 500 or whatever for the appraisal, I'm a zero down guy. So I don't want to pay anything. Right. So that's putting it on hold a little bit for the apartment stuff, just because I don't know when I'm going to do the apartment stuff. And I don't know when the HELOC is going to make sense. And I don't even know if I'm going to move that HELOCs, that equity into the apartments or go into this, try to get land and, and do a tiny house stuff. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, man, that's where, that's where the HELOC is. What about the RV update? Anything well, you can you, add to you this episode? You want, to, you want to talk on that a little bit? Cause there's a couple of points that can be made on the HELOC. Yes. If you have more, I didn't have anything. Well, for people listening, the, what he's talking about on appraisal is depending on what you're borrowing, how soon um, an appraisal has been done on your house, if that appraisal is available. There's mm-hmm. two kinds of appraisals. There's a full-blown appraisal, which most of us are aware of. If you've bought real property before, an appraiser comes out, evaluates your property, mm-hmm. etc. Now, that's an average of probably 600 bucks, right, for an appraisal? Yeah, a little. Uh, the one, yeah, I've, I've experienced about a $500. Mm-hmm. Five to, five to six and now every lender is a little bit different mm-hmm. but, so these are generic talkings right but so five to six hundred bucks on on what a full-blown appraisal is but now some depending on what you're trying to access and overall timelines and such there can be what we call a desktop appraisal which can get as low as two to three hundred bucks mm. so, which basically they had ultimately do what i do as a, a real estate professional is pull comps and look at it and everything looks really good and they don't feel a need for a full appraisal they'll just give you basically a a comp based appraisal Mm -hmm. and we'll cut your cost in half that's all done electronically over um, over a computer based on sales in your neighborhood now for you sean what's good is you live in a a fairly dense neighborhood there should Mm -hmm. be some reasonable data to suggest a a reasonable sales price in this market now it gets harder um, the more um, um, rural you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or if the data doesn't support it, if you live in a neighborhood that doesn't have a lot of those sales. All right, right. anyway, closing costs. Absolutely closing costs. Uh, closing costs are going to depend as well as if your bank of your choice can close the loan or if they have to send you to a, uh, a closing attorney or a closing title company. Um for instance, mm. you know, we all have our teams, but my team includes uh, Jamie Harrington at Pinnacle Bank. Love her absolutely to death. I'll follow her at this moment to the end of the earth. I know that's later in the segment. However, Pinnacle can close their their LOC's line of credit uh, on facility. Say, um, and that doesn't mean I don't like my title company that I use, but it naturally saves me hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm. I just can't do it because I don't have the overhead fees Mm-hmm. So that being said, I mean, your, your closing costs, depending on what you're doing, could, you know, anywhere go from 500 to 1900, which was what my last, um, last closing was when I, mm-hmm. uh, when I renegotiated my line of credit, uh, this last time, which was this year. So 
But when they talk about generate a payment, understand that's going to be an interest only payment. So it's going to be mm-hmm. whatever your interest rate is. Right, right. Divided by 12, and that's going to be your monthly payment on it until you decide to pay it off. So for like you, Sean, for instance, if whatever number that is, is you might just decide to pay the bare minimum on that mm-hmm. until, you get a big, until you get a payoff that you want to make out of your investment mm-hmm. for that expense, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That, that brings up another point, though, for HELOC. Once you get that access to all that, does that change your credit score any? Yeah, well, the, like, does that affect your credit? So it'll be a credit hit. Um, and, all, you know, all the typical stuff with a credit pool, you should be able to rebound from that hit in about two months mm-hmm. uh, as long as you maintain good credit. However, that is going to go against your DTI, which is your debt to income ratio. So when you go to lend more money down the line for you, particularly in this land property, you're you're going to have the debt show up as the full line of credit, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you're not accessing, but little bits at a time. And perhaps at the time that you buy the land, you might not be accessing any of that money, mm-hmm. but it's going to show up on your record as a full, full line of debt against you. So you're going to have your but it doesn't show up. <clears throat> so I thought it would show up as credit available. No, sir. It's going to show up as a debt against mm. against you. And, and we both do it on our houses. So it's going to show up as a secondary mortgage leaning mm. on your home. Okay. The full amount that it was loaned to you, regardless of what you pulled out. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily work like a credit card where credit card companies report the amount of money that you have available and then mm-hmm. the amount of money that you have in debt to that company, this is going to show the full amount of debt. So against you and your buying power in the future is going to be your original mortgage. Yeah. And additionally, your line of credit on top of that and combined with your credit score at the time, all of that's going to work together for your financial ability or the, your loan ability from the bank to loan you on the new property. Yeah, we're going to access the down payment from your line, most likely, is my guess. Mm-hmm. So, so all that's in consideration. So it's not like so moving forward. If you owe a hundred on your house and you take a hundred out in line, any 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 lender going forward is going to see that you have two hundred thousand dollars in uh, debt towards right. mortgages, and that's going to affect your ability of how much they're going to lend you moving forward. Right. On your current property. And of course, now the way people get around that is obviously larger incomes overset all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Your income, my income is not relevant to this point. It's just that you either got to have the income to overcome that. Yeah. Or you got to have super low debt, which means you better not have a lot of debt on the backside of that, or it's going to force you to have a larger income. Mm. So your cars, your house, this new line of credit. We're all going to be um, all going to be working against you, not necessarily against you, but it's going to be considered by a bank loaning you money on a new property. Right, right. So anybody, not just you. I mean, in that scenario, it would be. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this then. So in two years or a year, whatever, let's just say two for because um, it show up as. <clears throat> so I rent out the property, the current house for two years. Mm-hmm. And then I, I refi the land, right? The land of that tiny house, mortgage or whatever, into a mortgage or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'll probably have still a mortgage on that that land, so it would probably need to be considered a refi at that point. So where I take the whatever I had pulled out from the HELOC, moving over to the mortgage as a refi. Does that make sense? It does. Um, would you suggest that at that point in two years? As long as the interest is fine. I I, I mean. Listen, I'm not Dave Ramsey I, if he, or any of these other guys, uh, mm-hmm. Kawasaki, whoever you listen to. Uh, Kawasaki? Who is it? So, see, somebody. Uh, who, who's the guy you like? I'm just going to leave it at Kawasaki and just okay. let everybody Kawasaki. think it's Kawasaki. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mean anything by that. I think I legitimately thought it was Kawasaki. No, it's Robert Kiyosaki. That was close enough. <laughs> Kawasaki. Kawabunga. Kawasaki. See, I was close. I'm not racist. All right. Anyway. So, um, but anyway, it, it's just what I think. But I, I love, I love the fact that the mortgage interest is so low. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can consolidate any debt that you have, particularly, uh, what, particularly like credit card or auxiliary lines of debt into your mortgage, I feel like that's the, that's the safest route. It's I, the best I, payment, right? I so, disagree with that. Like, I hate putting, like, oh, I hate the idea of putting my credit cards into my mortgage because I feel less motivated to pay them off. Like, I feel like it's going to be there for 30, 40 years now. So, what's the point to even, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a, to me, it's, I look at it as like me just giving up on the idea of paying it off. I get it. Well, I mean, you're looking at it literally like, man, um, I'm rolling this into a, a 30 year mortgage. So mm-hmm. I got 30 years to pay it off. That's just the terms of the loan, right? Yeah. I mean, but the it, interest it, is lower. So you're not paying as much. Right. I mean, double up payments. I mean, take that mm-hmm. extra money and put it towards principal on your house. You know, you, you, I, I get what you're saying, but you're giving up on your, your potential ability to pay that loan quicker. You're just saying, because the terms are 30 years, I have to pay it off in 30 years. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So you're saying you could still pay off that debt probably even a little faster because your interest is lower. So then the payment's not going to like more of your payment is going to the principal you're, than it you're was. Gonna, oh yeah, all uh, you're gonna be able you're actually gonna free up more cash. And if you just just move that straight over, then now most people what they do is they Go get more debt, right? Yeah. The responsible, yeah, yeah. the responsible person should say, "Hey, it freed up five hundred dollars mm-hmm. in my monthly budget. If I don't need that five hundred dollars to eat, and I don't mean eat at McDonald's, I mean to yeah, put yeah. food on my table mm-hmm. or to go out to eat. the The best thing to do would be to roll that five hundred dollars straight in principal payments on your mortgage. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, simply one mortgage payment." extra a year of just principal, not principal and interest, mm-hmm. this principal will short your mortgage by seven years. Um, somebody yeah. can hit me up and I give you the tricks and trades of that, but it's all over the internet. It's, yeah. you know, um, but one principal payment extra a year can lower your mortgage by, low, um, shorten your mortgage by seven years, mm. just in one payment a year. And most people save so much money, they can make two or three payments, if not four or five a year. Because yeah, yeah. you have so much debt with so much interest. Yeah. You need to play the game cash flow with me. I'm curious because your approach is interesting. At the, um, I, don't, I don't think you even heard of cash flow, have you? It's like Monopoly on steroids. Oh. It's It gets into the weeds of like, 
uh, your approach to like wealth building. Mm -hmm. And one of the approaches you could take is like, hey, I'm going to pay off all my liabilities, right? The other approach you could take is I'm just going to build up assets after assets that generate income. Or you could take um, the other approach is you could say, well, I'm just going to buy stocks every time I have the opportunity. And um, you can go through the game and see what's most profitable and uh, to build well. It's a really interesting game. I've been playing it to understand the, my approach better. But well, you want to. Well, I mean, in that, I think we talked about it in earlier episodes. I mean, you got to know what you're available to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because I'm saying it doesn't mean it's right for zero down. And mm-hmm. what zero down says doesn't mean it's right for me. I mean, we emotionally and not, more than just executionally handle the execution of making that, we got to emotionally be able to handle it. Some people are not responsible enough right. for some of these approaches. And they sound good on paper because they are good ideas. Mm-hmm. But if you can't execute, I mean, if you're not, mm-hmm. it, you got to know, and it's not a knock to say, I'm just, I'm not responsible enough to go mortgage my, my credit mm-hmm. card debt in my house and not create more debt. It makes no sense to do that. But if you are, do yeah. it because you do save money. Right. It's, it's smart to put things on credit cards and get the cash back only if you can pay those credit cards off. Right. And then you towed any debt. You've lost all profit and you went backwards. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you got to know what you can do, realistically can do, and, and then be strong enough to go do it. In other words, if you already are terrible at budgeting and being like able to manage your own personal finances, getting more assets and more debt will not fix it. <laughs> no. Well, it, it, we ta- I know we talked about this. Um, I know we, I know we talked about this maybe privately in the past though, but, um, I mean, it's, yeah, if you, if it, what we do, Sean, you and I, what we do takes extra steps. Yeah. This is not get rich quick. I mean, none of this is actually get rich, but yeah. by doing several of these, you can create really good income, but mm-hmm. it takes, that's what we talked about. It takes extra steps. It takes extra mm-hmm. effort. A lot of times it's more paperwork and structure. However, all that combined makes money. Right. And you and I are geared for those steps, even though it's a little different approach, mm-hmm. but we still get, we still do the same things. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a, if, if you're not that kind of person, um, we still want you to listen, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe it'll inspire you to be that person, but if you're not that meticulous extra step type person, most of the things we talk about are not going to be great you know, great ideas for you. Hey, mama. <laughs> she can't hear you because my headphones are okay. They said, hey, mama. Hello. <laughs> You're live on the podcast. The money down. Let me see that new baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. So, um, sorry, for, sorry yes. for the rant, but, you know. No, one thing I would add to that, and then we can move on, unless you got more to add, but it's I'll just basically, say, you asked me about the camper, nothing new on the camper. So we can, we can skip across that. We can skip across that. Okay. I know that I'm not only zero down wills, but like zero time. You, can, <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I do. So, and the, the beautiful people that just walk through behind me are, are part of that. Right. And it's, mm-hmm. um, so family takes up a lot of time. So, working full-time at home 
doing podcasts the other week doesn't really take away from my time because I'm it's midweek and I just work a little extra. But finding investments and finding the right investments is even more important because of that for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to realize, okay, Turo is fantastic for building wealth, especially zero down wealth, but it takes time. It takes time away from family. It takes time away from that I could be doing something else. So I'm learning that, okay, I, I'm actually zero time and zero down Willis because I need I need to find investments that will generate income with with hardly any effort, any time after the fact, right? Because it's going to take effort and time to find it. Right. But after it's after it's discovered and, and, and moved forward with. Well, I mean, if you if you look at if you look at the big big dogs of the world, and we're and, and we're like, what would we be like? Peanuts, right? Or, sun, or sunflower seeds to these yeah. guys. But you know, the more these guys had to start out somewhere, right? We we were them. Right. And the people listening could be us and them and whatever. But you know, the more the more they got, the you know they were able to incorporate people to handle these things for us. Right. I mean, and I, you know, my natural thing is like for you, for example, one more car might be might be enough to pay somebody to handle that whole system for you. Uh, it wouldn't be a full time job for somebody, but it would mm-hmm. be it would be passing on passive income to mm-hmm. somebody else to manage that system for you with exactly general oversight for you. Mm-hmm. But you're not you're not swaying or scared on the front end of. A little bit of investment, but you're smart enough to re- to uh, realize that hey, moving forward, this is going to be a, a, a time junkie that that I'm not warning. But you right. understand how to scale and get that taken care of. Exactly. But again, I, I just don't know of anything out there, and I don't care who posted, who talks about it, that you can just drop money into and do nothing, and something happen. Other mm-hmm. than whatever you drop money into just took your money and make money on it. You know what I mean? But but to you though, you did your research, you did it in the scope of time and means that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And you've executed it. It's it's, a, it's done a great job, but uh, but again, you realize, hey, this is this is a time this can be a time monster. But yeah. I'm thinking out loud that another car or two is going to eliminate that. Now it's going to eliminate a lot of profit on those cars. Right, but right. All of a sudden, added to your infrastructure that the the mm-hmm. fourth, fifth, and sixth car maybe starts mm-hmm. to generate you profit back over that. You know, right, right, right. Yes. Rules, right, it's the same kind of deal. Uh, yeah, that's a. It's another good point that I've actually considered of like, hey, there. I could see there being a need for some type of uh, um, asset manager that um that not only manages my cars but manages a fleet of of cars that are on Turo in the murfreesboro area you know what i mean like say uh if someone was interested in creating their own uh management business to say hey i'll 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 be the one that's communicating to your guests ensuring that their their trips are um enjoyable and that if there's any hiccups that i'm there available you know what i mean to ensure that they get the help they need those type of things that would be invaluable for a Turo host because I know I can <clears throat> I can automate the messaging as much as I want, but there's always going to be something that the guest needs mm-hmm. from the host. What do you? I mean, uh, like zero down Willis Empire 
LLC, like a, you think like a concierge or yeah, like, kind of. like your corporate, like your corporation needs spread out across the businesses, or you think you need one. I don't think you need one right now for every instance, because it's not that big yet. Right, right. Yet. But that you find that person that that's interested in, we're calling it passive income because there's no way it could be full-time income. Right, it could right. be good passive income or mm-hmm. percent of profit structure or something. Yeah. You know, um, no, that's you, a good point because once I get properties that are going to need to be managed, it would make sense to have them manage that as well. And, 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 and that's the key there, manage, right? So you're looking for a manager, not mm-hmm. a, not a, not necessarily a handyman or an electrician or a plumber. Right, right, right. Mechanic. You're looking for somebody Someone. that's structured and can handle delegating to those people, providers. Mm-hmm. Well, they also have to be great at customer service, right? Yeah. Someone that's great at hospitality that knows how to communicate mm-hmm. positively to a guest when it's very stressful or frustrating situations. Well, that's perfect. I mean, because we, we said we're going to kind of end with team. I mean, we're talking about team development right now. Exactly. That's a good segue. Do you want to... Uh, I'm a segue oh. guy, Willis. The segue guy. <laughs> oh, man. That just that just put a picture in my head of you standing on an actual segue riding around. Not going to happen, man. I couldn't see that happening. <laughs> That's like putting an elephant on a skateboard, bro. <laughs> no. Oh, man. All right. So <clears throat> you want to talk a little bit about the team that you're building? Well, I'm, I, do, I do have an, a new investment, which is going to include... A new okay. team member. Uh, I'm not going to get into that, that. Another, another episode, and I'm 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 very into negotiating stages of that. But I will talk about some of that briefly in regards to team. So, you talked about it earlier. I mentioned it, but I'm looking at bringing on, uh, partnering with another gentleman in a field of an area um, of expertise that he and I both share. Now, my negotiations with them is that, hey, you know, um, I want you to do more work than me. Okay. In this in this structure, but I'm going to I'm going to give up. I'm not going to give up more of the company. I'm going to give up more of the money. Right. 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 And and that's a difference when you form a company, you can negotiate. Yeah. Different levels of things. But I'm, I'm bringing him along because I'm the structure guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm the structure guy, and I just happen to know about what we're going in business with. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able to add labor and expertise, but I'm not wanting to be primarily labor, labor right? Yeah, so, yeah. But I'm bringing him on as part of the team, but I'm asking him to do to do more of mm-hmm. the labor side, but compensate. Because again, this doesn't need to be full-time money. It, mm-hmm. it will eventually, I hope, be, but it yeah. doesn't need to be right now. It's we keep using passive right now it'll begin as passive money hopefully right to to something more important however on my team i have people you know people i know and trust and like to share ideas with um obviously my wife is one of those because it's it she is whatever i do she is equally half of that Mm. so you know the consideration and idea sharing um and you know, keep that in the family. She doesn't have to know exactly uh, everything mm-hmm. 
in, in terms of expertise on everything I do, but I'm, I'm looking for her gut advice on stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she's obviously core team number one, but then it gets into finances. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to do this? So um, we are lucky to have a lot of great financial people in our county, in our state. So my first bit of advice is to stay local. Mm, yeah, stay definitely. Local. And if you I can't, I can't have dinner with you. Have dinner with you, Eddie. I'm going to tell you about that. You know, and stay local. And if you're already working with somebody local, mm-hmm. uh, ascend is local. For instance, you and mm-hmm. ascend. Exactly. Um, stay. Attempt to stay with those people because you have those relationships. If they can offer the products that and the service that you need, but. For, for example, I, I mentioned Jamie Harrington. Hope she doesn't mind me throwing her name out there on the entire world. But she's now at Pinnacle Bank. Jamie is phenomenal at what she does. I follow Jamie across a few institutions now. Uh, Pinnacle is terrific. No offense to them, but I'm there because of Jamie, right? Yeah, yeah. So I follow Jamie from her previous employer, and I think even one before that. Nice. Uh, and they're not important by name, but I didn't leave them because her employer did a poor job. I left them because Jamie moved. Yeah, Jamie yeah. knows my family. I take Jamie to lunch. Uh, I go meet her at her office. When I have these wild brain ideas that me and you come up with, yeah, I invite yeah. her, take cool. her to lunch. You know, when most of the time the guys are asking them to take you to lunch, I'm like, Jamie, I'm, I'm wanting your time. Let me buy you a sandwich. Come yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about this, right? But I, I've stuck with her and I fully intend to until all of this is over, as long as she stays in the game and cool. wherever she goes, you know? Hey, I see we actually have comment um, oh, oh, oh. that comes through. So yeah, at 1118, oh Chris Chris said, DB, what does oh, that God mean? Bless. Okay, let, let's just <laughs> delete him. <laughs> I don't know this guy, but he sounds, he sounds interesting. He... So... <laughs> Hey, Chris, he said you sound interesting. <laughs> DB, I don't know what that means, but maybe you could tell me off the camera. Most maybe, polite. Yeah. yeah, maybe you could tell me off the camera what that means. All right, so anything else uh, we wanted to mention on this episode before we close it down? Choose your team wisely. There you go. All right, that was a good ending. Let's let's do the outro and close it down. Thanks again for listening to Money Down Podcast. I'm Zero Down Willis here with our co-host, Big Money Bates. Thanks again. Have a good one. See ya.